G'day everyone, I'm your host Stephen, and welcome to a Friday special of the Bamboo History Podcast. To those who don't know, the Bamboo History Podcast is a Chinese-slash-East Asian history podcast that normally posts weekly on a Tuesday, but I am posting today on a Friday because today is a special day. What's the occasion, you might ask? Well, today is a famous Chinese festival called the Duanwu Festival. Duanwu, spelt D-U-A-N-W-U, or better known in English as the Dragon Boat Festival. So I thought, to celebrate this festival, what better way to celebrate than to do a history podcast of it? Before I get on with this episode, make sure you subscribe to my podcast to get more exciting history content. I also have an Instagram at Bamboo History Podcast, which features visual content for my episodes, teasers, and additional historical content too small to fit into a podcast. So, please check out and follow my Instagram too. Thanks, friends. Alright, now let's get straight into it. The Duanwu Festival is held every year on the fifth day of the fifth month of the Nongli calendar, or better known as the lunar calendar. However, the date of the festival varies each year in the Gregorian calendar that most listeners would be accustomed to. So based on the Gregorian calendar, June the 3rd is the date of the Duanwu festival, but it will be different for the next year, and the next year, and so on and so on. During the Duanwu festival, the most common customs are 1. Eating zongzi, spelled Z-O-N-G-Z-I, which is a sticky rice wrapped in bamboo leaves. Usually everyone gets involved in the wrapping process as well. 2. Drinking an alcoholic beverage called Xiong Huang Jiu, which translated in English is real gar wine. If you don't know what this is, it is a rice wine mixed with real gar, which is an arsenic sulfide mineral, which used to be used by Chinese people as an insect and snake repellent. So basically, Xiong Huang Jiu, or real gar wine, is alcohol mixed with poison. Yep, sounds really crazy to me. And three, dragon boat racing, where people row dragon-shaped boats and compete against each other in races. Wow, this already sounds like an awesome festival. Naturally, because all of you are keen historians, you must be wondering how this festival originated. I will share with you the most commonly told origin story of the Duanwu Festival. This story is set during the Warring States period which was a period of China between the years 475 to 221 BCE, over 2,000 years ago. During the Warring States period, China was split into seven states, who constantly fought each other and vied for dominance of China. Whilst they are referred to as states, in reality they operated like countries, and should technically be considered as separate countries, each having its own unique government, currency, and even unique written languages. The main character of this story is a man named Chu Yuan, spelt Q-U-Y-U-A-N, and he was from the state of Chu, spelt C-H-U. Chu Yuan was born in Chu in the year 340 BCE, and from a young age he was a bright, studious and talented man, being well versed in literature, history, geography and the arts. More importantly, he was patriotic and loved his country, Chu, where he was from. 
Chu Yuan loved his country so much that he entered the royal court of Chu to work as a minister when he was in his 20s, hoping he could make a difference and improve his country. The leader of Chu at the time, King Huai, spelt H-U-A-I, recognised Chu Yuan's talent and skill and quickly promoted him up the ranks. And Chu Yuan Shan, implementing many policies that improved his country. Chu Yuan's rapid rise in the Chu court made some of the other ministers jealous, and they began talking trash about Chu Yuan to the king behind Chu Yuan's back, and managed to convince the king to remove Chu Yuan from his post and exile him far, far away. However, after a few years, King Huai had a change of heart, probably regretting sending away such a talent, and brought Chu Yuan back. Chu Yuan was tasked with dealing with the growing threat of a neighbouring state of Qin, spelt Q-I-N, who was getting stronger and had the desire to invade Chu. To counter this threat, Chu Yuan believed that if they allied with another powerful state called Qi, spelt Q-I, they could hold back the Qin. However, his plans to ally with the Qi failed when King Huai received an invitation from the Qin to meet for a parlay, in the hopes they could rebuild relations with the Chu. The Qin had specially requested that the king go personally to the meeting as a show of good faith. This request seemed a little sus and seemed a little not so good faith, and Chu Yuan thought it was fishy too, and begged the king not to go. But the king didn't listen to him, and the king went, and the meeting was a trap, and the king got captured, and the king died in captivity shortly after. Whilst King Huai met a sad end, Chu Yuan's life also came crashing down. The new king of Chu was an idiot and began heeding the advice of corrupt ministers who also hated Chu Yuan and at their advice, Chu Yuan was once again banished and exiled far away from the Chu capital city. Whilst living in exile, Chu Yuan felt a mixture of sadness, frustration and desperation, probably because he felt he was wronged, but more so the fact that he had so many good ideas on how to improve his country but couldn't do anything because he was in exile. During his time in exile, he began writing poems, which show the source of his negative feelings and emotions. His most famous poem is called Li Sao, spelt L-I-S-A-O, and is called in English, Encountering Sorrow. The poem has over 350 lines and is one of the longest Chinese poems ever, and mainly talks about his life and how he was wronged by evil officials and banished, and the poem takes readers through a spiritual journey filled with vivid imagery and tries to communicate to readers that he will remain righteous and pure amongst the corruption that is poisoning the land. Meanwhile, the threat of Qin manifested, and in the year 278 BCE, the Qin armies invaded Chu and captured the capital city of Ying, spelt Y-I-N-G, This led to the Chu royal family relocating to another city, and also resulted in the Chu losing large parts of its territory to the Qin. After Chu Yuan heard of this news, he became so depressed that he wrote a poem called Ai Ying, or in English, Lament for Ying, 
where he voices his concerns of his fellow Chu citizens and the future of his country, and shows how much he loves his country and how much he wants to do for it. However, probably knowing that he can't do much as he's in exile and seeing the messed up state of his country, Chu Yuan committed suicide in the year 278 BCE by wading into the Mielu River, spelt M-I-L-U-O, which is a river that flows through the present Hubei and Hunan provinces in southern China. Then after he waded into the river, he drowned. After he drowned, the local villagers who had gotten to know Chu Yuan during his time in exile and knew of his passion, grief and patriotism were moved by his death and tried to retrieve his body. They scrambled into boats and rowed to the middle of the river, where they desperately searched for his body but failed to find it. It is said that the act of the villagers rowing the boats to retrieve his body later on became the dragon boating tradition that is practiced during the Duan Wu festival. When the villagers couldn't find Chu En's body, they began throwing sticky rice into the river, in the hopes that the fish would eat the sticky rice and stay away from Chu En's body. The sticky rice thrown into the river would eventually become the zongzi that people eat today during the Duan Wu festival. Whilst the sticky rice would deter the fish, it was said that the villagers were also afraid of a large dragon in the river that was way more dangerous than the fishies. So a doctor went down to the river and began pouring out the real gar wine, aka the wine mixed with the poison, into the river in the hopes of killing this dragon and protecting Chu En's body in the process. I'm not even sure if the dragon was real or even existed to drink the wine, but what is certain is that it is consumed by Chinese people nowadays during the festival. The day that Chu En committed suicide was said to be on the fifth day of the fifth month in the Nongli lunar calendar, which is why the Duanwu festival is celebrated on that day. So yeah, that's it. That was the origin story of the Duanwu festival, created to commemorate Chu Yuan, a talented minister, a skillful poet, a proud patriot, and a tragic hero. Today, on the banks of the Mielor River in China, where Chu Yuan killed himself, the locals still reenact the same thing those villagers did thousands of years ago by throwing sticky rice into the river and racing dragon boats on the water. This festival is also now celebrated not just in China, but across East Asian and Southeast Asian countries, particularly places with large Chinese populations, such as Singapore and Malaysia. It is also celebrated by overseas Chinese populations around the world too, including my family, and you'll be pleased to know that I'll have my belly full with zongzi sticky rice this year round as well. That brings an end to this Friday special episode. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Please subscribe to my podcast channel if you enjoyed it so you can keep track with all of my future episodes and also listen to my existing ones. Another reminder to head onto my Instagram too, at Bamboo History Podcast, where you can find visual content for my podcasts, teasers, and additional historical content too small to fit into a podcast. Okay, I gotta go now everyone. If I'm not back next week, it probably means I'm in hospital from drinking the poisoned wine. Thanks everyone for tuning in. Enjoy your day or evening, and I'll see you all next time on the Bamboo History Podcast. Have a happy Dragon Boat Festival 
and 端午节快乐, everyone. Bye for now.